Major funding for the Mikeyas show has been provided by the National Science Foundation, where's discoveries begin. Additional funding is provided by the Arthur Vining Davis Foundations, the Kettering Family Foundation, the Volkhausen Family, the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, a private corporation funded by the American people, and by Spotify Podcast, and Anchor Podcast, and Screencastify Screen Recording, and the Andrew W. Mellon Foundation, Carnegie Corporation, and by the National Endowment for Humanities, and Northrop Grumman Corporation, defining the future. Hey everyone, Mikias here, uh, back with another Mikias show, yes, um, just wanted to have a new episode come by today, and I just wanted to say that MLK Day is the day that Martin Luther King Jr., known as Martin Luther King Jr. Day, came, uh, uh, you know, kind of remembered about protests. Kind of about that. <laughs> Anyways, today's episode is going to be all about Martin Luther King Jr. We all, of course, we all know about Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, one of the best. Yeah. Um, like, like January's fifteenth, way back before twenty twenty, the whole this whole thing started. So he was caused by a gunshot assassination uh he was found dead so mm, yeah alright so today's episode is gonna lead to reading uh this is a I think this is a full episode gonna read we're gonna check out with our correspondent to read with read to Read some of the quotes that he left uh, and the messages he had. So please enjoy this. Uh, and if you like the episode, then support me. Maybe give a message if you like. Uh, become a contributor. Southern. And uh, we'll keep going. And also, due to. 
I'm sorry, due to like, uh, due to, uh, like I said in the last episode, due to COVID, temp, I won't be making episodes on February 1st. But actually, I wanted to make an episode about Martin Luther King. And that's our legend, Martin Luther King was known for civil rights. And for, you know, well, the... FBI, known as the Federal Bureau of Criminal Apprehension Program, led to the protests. So, due to MLK Day, we won't be having uh, a new episode. Uh, we will be back making. We'll be back making episodes on. No, easy. No. Sorry, we will be back making episodes on February first. Uh... But for now, I just wanted to make a full episode about how MLK is the day that civil rights became his lead. Alright, and now, the story of Martin Luther King Jr. King participated in and led marches for blacks. Right to vote. Comma. Desegregation. Comma. Labor rights. And other basic civil rights. One. King led the 1955 Montgomery bus boycott and later became the first president of the Southern Christian Leadership Conference, SCLC. As president of the SCLC, he led the unsuccessful Albany Movement in Albany, Georgia, and helped organize some of the nonviolent 1963 protests in Birmingham, Alabama. King helped organize the 1963 March on Washington, where he delivered his I Have a Dream speech on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial. The SCLC put into practice the tactics of nonviolent protest with some success by strategically choosing the methods and places in which protests were carried out. There were several dramatic standoffs with segregationist authorities who sometimes turned violent. 2. Federal Bureau of Investigation, FBI Director. J. Edgar Hoover considered King a radical and made him an object of the FBI's COINTELPRO from 1963 forward. FBI agents investigated him for possible communist ties. Record. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Correspondent, correspondent. I'm sorry there, but I just have to say that we have a misfunding failure uh, due, to this, uh, due to this MLK special. So I just want to go through the funding here. Sorry for the interruption. Uh, the Mikia Show is supported uh, by our sponsors. Uh, Tiny TV Classics, Basic Fun, uh, Leaf Frog, Educational um, Toys, and uh, also funding for this episode. Off, also funding for this episode provided by Google. Google your number one search platform and DuckDuckGo additional funding for this podcast provided by Columbia Heights High School in Columbia Heights, Minnesota now I should mention that One Dos Flores made a podcast Uh, I dedicate them uh, because heard their podcast so much at school yeah 
And also, I heard the drunk... The, wait, I think that was the junk drawer. <laughs> the drunk... The, the junk... What do I say? The, the, the junk drawer. Sorry for my pronunciation. I've been looking for this on the internet. Yeah. Anyways, they're dedicated. They're dedicated to supporting the Mikia show. And you need to check me every day. Uh, look at my podcast. So please go support them. They're the best. They're, they're the best. And you are the best. We love you all. Also, major funding for this episode provided by the Criminal Apprehension, the National Science Foundation, the Markaz Foundation, the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, the Volkhausen family, and from viewers like you. Thank you. Additional funding sponsors are provided by Gatorade. The Media Show is underwritten in part by Prime Star, which invites you to support your public which invites you to support public programs in the economics of industry and government. NetWest Bank, your number one source. Liberty Mutual, your guide to insurance. And by Mutual of America. You can learn more at Mutual.com, MutualofAmerica.com. Your retirement savings program. Major funding also provided by the Jonathan Logan Family Foundation, the Ford Foundation, the Heising Simons Foundation, and hsfoundation.org, the Research Corporation for Science Advancement, and by a special grant from the WGBH, the WGBH Catalyst Fund, which supports programs that enable you to support this strong stealth well-being in the economic program industry. Additional funding provided by the W.K. Kellogg Foundation and the Arthur Vining Davis Foundations dedicated to strengthening America's future through education. The Park Foundation and with additional funding Provided by Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers released a new movie called Space Jam. You can check it out at WarnerBrothersPictures.com. And from Paramount with their newest, latest film, Clifford the Big Red Dog. A new 2021 movie that just released in 2021. More at ParamountPictures.com. The Mikia Show is also made possible by viewers like you. Yes, viewers like you. Viewers, your your contributions comes to me. We're counting on you. Yep, we're counting on you to support the Mikia Show for their investigative reporting and perspectives. So please support the Mikia Show during this MLK Day or as I like to say, the MLK special. So if you like to come on and support me, well, as well as you, mom, well, if you can, go to my page and support me. 
Give me much love as you can. Do it at anchor.fm slash M-I-K-I-A-S F-I-K-R-E Alright. Sorry, correspondent. Got to the funding. Now I'm ready. Alright. So, we heard a little bit about the Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Now, that was uh, Atlanta. Uh, It's marked as history of the gunshot of Martin Luther King as he died. Uh, Let's continue on the correspondent news of Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Oh, and one more thing. If you liked the episode, send me a message. Record it. Share it to your friends. If you love them, share it. And maybe they will come and support me. They support you. They support me. Thank you for your support of me, Kiss Speak Ray, and the podcast. Now, back to the program. From 1963 forward, FBI agents investigated him for possible communist ties, recorded his extramarital affairs, and reported on them to government officials, and, in 1964, mailed King a threatening anonymous letter, which he interpreted as an attempt to make him commit suicide. 3. On October 14, 1964, King won the Nobel Peace Prize for combating racial inequality through Nonviolent resistance. Dot. In 1965, he helped organize two of the three Selma to Montgomery marches. Dot. In his final years, he expanded his focus to include opposition towards poverty, comma, capitalism, and the Vietnam War. Dot. In 1968, King was planning a national occupation of Washington, D.C., to be called the Poor People's Campaign, when he was assassinated on April 4th in Memphis, Tennessee. Due to public, due to public correspondent failure, we will still continue on the news as we go through the program. Sorry for the correspondent issues. We will get back to you as soon as we can. This is the Mika Show. King was born Michael King Jr. on January 15, 1929, in Atlanta, Georgia, the second of three children to Michael King and Alberta King. Opening parenthesis. Nay. Williams. Four. Five. Six. King's mother named him Michael, which was entered onto the birth certificate by the attending physician. Seven. King's older sister is. Christine King Ferris, and his younger brother was Alfred Daniel, A.D. King. Eight. King's maternal grandfather Adam Daniel Williams, nine, who was a minister in rural Georgia, moved to Atlanta in 1893, six, and became pastor of the Ebenezer Baptist Church. In the following year, ten, Williams was of African Irish descent, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Williams married Jenny Celeste Parks, who gave birth to King's mother, Alberta. 6. King's father was born to sharecroppers, James Albert and Delia King of Stockbridge, Georgia. 5. 6. 
In his adolescent years, King Sr. left his parents' farm and walked to Atlanta where he attained a high school education. 14. 15. 16. King Sr. then enrolled in Morehouse College and studied to enter the ministry. 16. King Sr. and Alberta began dating in 1920, and married on November 25, 1926. 17. 18. Until Jenny's death in 1941, they lived together on the second floor of her parents' two-story Victorian house, where King was born. 7. 17. 18. 19. Shortly after marrying Alberta, King Sr. became assistant pastor of the Ebenezer Baptist Church. 18. Senior pastor Adam Daniel Williams died in the spring of 1931. 18. And that fall, King Sr. took the role, where he would in time raise the attendance from 600 to several thousand. 18. 6. In 1934, the church sent King Sr. on a multinational trip to Rome, comma, Tunisia, comma, Egypt, comma, Jerusalem, comma, Bethlehem, then, Berlin, for the meeting of the Baptist World Alliance, BWA, 20. The trip also included visits to sites in Germany associated with the Reformation, leader, Martin Luther, dot, 20. While there, King Sr. witnessed the rise of Nazism, dot, 20. In reaction, the BWA conference issued a resolution that stated, This Congress deplores and condemns as a violation of the law of God the Heavenly Father, all racial animosity, and every form of oppression or unfair discrimination toward the Jews, toward colored people, or toward subject races in any part of the world. 21. He returned home in August 1934, and at that time changed his name to Martin Luther King, and his sons to Martin Luther King Jr. He played freshman football there. The summer before his last year at Morehouse, in 1947, the 18-year-old King chose to enter the ministry. Dot. Throughout his time in college, King studied under the mentorship of its president, Baptist minister, Benjamin Mays, who he would later credit with being his spiritual mentor. 74. King had concluded that the church offered the most assuring way to answer, an inner urge to serve humanity. His inner urge had begun developing, and he made peace with the Baptist church, as he believed he would be a rational minister with sermons that were a respectful force for ideas, even social protest. 75. King graduated from Morehouse with a Bachelor of Arts, B.A. in Sociology. In 1948, aged 19, 76. That was our sound figure, the correspondent, Nikia Show. <laughs> okay, so we've learned about Martin Luther King Jr. Yeah, Martin Luther King Jr. Uh. So, now, we're going to a story that, that, uh, we're going to find here, which 
We'll find in a little second. Aww. So, I was going to say that... Well... I was going to find a CNN 10 for today, which included... Uh... Um... Maybe learning Grice. How do you say it? Skyscraper. So, for today, I'm going to do a short CNN 10. And uh, if you had fun and if you like it, uh, please, 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 please like this podcast, support, uh, maybe share it with your friends. So that they could see me, because my mom already supported me. Because when I was when I was first beginning my broadcast, over two thousand, over over like October twenty sixth, two thousand twenty, when my channel started and when my podcast started, I didn't even know the world. I started this podcast to know the world and to know the news context is good for you. It is good for you. Alright. Without further ado, take it away, Carl Zeus. Oh, and also, take away, take it away with the news, Carl Zeus. Thank you for taking 10 minutes for our show. My name is Carl Azus. We are your down-the-middle overview of world events. The U.S. Supreme Court was in the news Thursday for its rulings concerning two vaccine requirements by the U.S. government. In November, the Biden administration said it would require businesses with 100 or more employees to either make sure those workers were fully vaccinated against COVID-19 or to get a COVID test every week. The government said the new rule applied to more than 84 million American workers, about two-thirds of the country's private workforce. The president also announced that healthcare workers at facilities that get certain types of government funding would also have to be fully vaccinated without the option to test weekly. The government said this rule applied to more than 17 million American employees. The president said the mandates would result in millions of Americans getting vaccinated and that they'd save lives and strengthen the economy. But 27 states sued the Biden administration over the mandates. They said the requirements were unconstitutional and that they'd cause staffing shortages in businesses and ultimately hurt the economy. Concerning the mandate on businesses, the Supreme Court struck it down. The majority of justices said the Biden administration went too far, that the government's job at health safety agency doesn't have the power to require vaccinations for 84 million Americans. In dissent or disagreement with the decision, three justices said it prevented the government from responding to the pandemic in the, quote, most effective way possible. Concerning the mandate on health care workers, the Supreme Court said it could take effect, meaning health care workers at facilities that receive Medicare and Medicaid funding can lose their jobs if they don't get a COVID vaccine. The high court's decision on the business mandate is considered a defeat to the Biden administration's efforts to require vaccinations nationwide. But the White House said it still encourages businesses to put their own vaccine requirements in place. 10 second trivia. Which of these U.S. cities was named for a Native American leader? Cincinnati, Ohio, Fayetteville, North Carolina, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, or Seattle, Washington? Um, 
just to mention, just to mention, what, here's a question from Carlos Zeus and the people at CNN 10. They're saying that which of these U.S., which of these U.S. cities was named for a Native American leader? Cincinnati, Ohio, Fayetteville, North Carolina, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, or Seattle, Washington. Here's a hint. It has a national monument and a and it's a capital. You you guess it, kids. What is it? Well, let's find the answers. Chief Seattle. If you if you were picking Seattle, Washington, then you were right on CNN 10. Thanks for taking the time to kind of solve the trivia questions on CNN 10. And as well as in the media show. Alright, take it away, Carl Zeus. Wamish Indian leader is the namesake of the Washington City. Now, now, back to the news, Carl Zeus. Would you pay more than $1 million for a one-bedroom apartment in a tower that is leaning? We're not talking about a historic tower like the one in Pisa, Italy. We're talking about the Millennium Tower in Seattle, Washington. The $350 million structure was opened in 2009, and since then, as it settled into the ground, it has leaned a total of 24 inches to the west and almost 8 inches to the north. Is this normal? Not these days. The Millennium Tower's uneven settling has caused cracks in the sidewalk and in the basement walls of the building next door. Why is this happening? Experts say nearby construction projects and the removal of groundwater contributed to the problem. Is this safe? Engineers say it is, but owners aren't happy. And in a $100 million repair project, workers are installing new supports to shore up the building and help reduce its tilt. The sky has long been a fascination, a realm of the gods, and civilizations have been building toward it for centuries. But a skyscraper is an altogether modern idea, made possible by modern technologies. Skyscrapers are really an American invention. The first use of the word was around the 1880s. They were office buildings that concentrated a workforce. They employ technologies like the elevator, like steel construction to build very efficiently and to pile a lot of space onto a small piece of land. By using steel frames for structural support rather than heavy masonry walls, architects were able to get creative. Skyscrapers began to get taller around the turn of the 20th century. There was competition to be the world's highest. And that pinnacle tower becomes so intimately connected with modernity. Skyscraper hitching post for the great airliners of tomorrow. The Empire State Building never actually moored limps, but it gave that aspiration. After World War II, the new kind of technology of glass allows for the curtain wall. 
windows you could open made way for giant glass walls. They gave more floor space and natural light, but fresh air was shut out and replaced with air conditioning. In the 1960s and 70s, that was the period of the World Trade Center with the twin towers. The Sears Tower in Chicago got a little bit taller. But it was also the end of an era as American cities began to suburbanize and spread out. The U.S. had led the charge into the skies, but the rest of the world soon caught up. In Hong Kong, where the land is very scarce, going high is almost the only solution. There's that need in terms of urbanization, so people need to move their cities, they need to work, to live. In Asia and the Middle East, we took it to another level. Every city wants to have this landmark that gives that a sense of distinct culture. From the end of the 20th century, architects in the East have been developing new techniques to beat the wind and climb even higher. You want to design a shape that is not square. You want rounded corners or faceted corners so that it takes pressure off the building when the wind hits it. You design the building to sway a little bit. We use reinforced concrete to have that flexibility that also absorbs movement. The Taipei 101 used a step design, cut out corners and a 700-ton suspended dampener to help it withstand typhoons and earthquakes. But it was Dubai's Burj Khalifa that redefined SuperTool. Its exaggerated tapered shape, ability to flex up to six feet at its top and a double-layered outer skin help it to counter desert storms and extreme heat. To build the world's tallest tower is a great demonstration of technological know-how as well as wealth, of course. But the vanguard of architects has been very focused on sustainability. We want to design something that's as sustainable as possible in terms of the spaces, the use of materials. Tall buildings is sustainable where we can have a lot of people in a small footprint. But we all understand that building in itself is taking resources from the earth. In cities like Hong Kong, where skyscrapers dominate the environment, but also contribute significantly to greenhouse gas emissions, the centuries-old reach into the sky is now in question. Skyscrapers become complicated negotiations between the way that we want to live in the future and the possibilities of how we can. There are many different approaches of culture, of government, of public policy that either constrains or enables skyscrapers. A police rescue in Miami, Florida gets a 10 out of 10. The call wasn't about a person in distress, it was about a dolphin in distress. A young marine mammal had gotten tangled in a fishing net. A marine patrol officer sailed out to the dolphin, pulled it close to his boat, and started cutting the net to set the animal free. The dolphin did not cooperate at first, but after a few patient attempts... Gotcha! Woo! Yeah! It's easy to endorse such a rescue sensation. It's no fluke when something saved at sea from echolocation. From the surface to the coral, there's no quarrel about a moral. Whether on the sea or shore, if you don't rest on your laurels, you can net a mammal free from its tail to its pectoral. Be forever in the fin club of every set-free dolphin. Use your melon, they'll be yelling that Fridays are awesome. I'm Carl Azus. Kellum High School gets today's shout-out. Hello to our viewers in Virginia Beach, Virginia. 
We will be off the air Monday for the Martin Luther King Jr. holiday, so we'll look forward to seeing you Tuesday right here at CNN. it for our show today thank you for our thank you to our co-managers uh, uh our uh exec executive marker is matt sepik of minnesota public radio um executive producer was me and our sound producers were uh Uh, Shelly Brown and and Kenny McCormick. Also, to our producers at National Public Media is DJ Peter DJ Leaderman composed our theme music, and I'm Mikius Figre. Thank you for joining us. The Mikius Show is supported in part by grants from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting a private corporation funded by the American people, by grants from the Volkhausen family, a special grant from Gatorade, Columbia Heights High School, your chance to the next generation. Enroll today. And by One Dose World Forest Podcast and the Junk Drawer Podcast. With additional support from the National Science Foundation, the agencies in the United States Public Health Service, and the Carnegie Corporation of New York, the U.S. Department of Energy, with additional support from a cooperative agreement from the U.S. Department of Education's Ready to Learn grant, corporate funding provided by the Boeing. Boeing, proud to support, educa- proud to support this podcast on PBS. This program is also made possible by the Andrew W. Mellon Foundation, with additional support from the WGBH Kellogg Foundation, the Arthur Vining Davis Foundations, the W.K. Kellogg Foundation, the Skoll Foundation, and by these generous supporters. The following supporters, the following supporters are Basic Fun Incorporated, Tiny TV Classics. Macy's and our exclusive sponsor Nike funding for this program is provided by contributions to your PBS station from viewers like you thank you exclusive underwriting for the Mikia show is made possible by grants from 
NBC Universal, sponsoring this show for cable media networks. The Meet Gear Show is a production of Warner Brothers Studios and Television, which produce this show every day, and WGBH Boston, PBS, and YouTube.com. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Meet Gear Show. And we also would like to thank all of you parents and kids for watching the Mikia show every day. It really means a lot to me. Uh, I couldn't have done it with all you guys, my friend Clara, and all of you guys for watching. So thank you for supporting Mikias in this time of pandemic. Alright, looks like I'm running out of time. Thanks for joining me. I'm EKSV Gray, and we will see you. We will see you. We will see you. We will see you. We will see you on the next episode of the Mika Show starting on Tuesday. Wait, actually, episodes come on. I think it was. Uh, I think episodes come on February 1st. Alright, I got it. Alright, this is Mika Speak Ray signing off. Goodbye! The Mika Show is a production of Wonder Brothers Television. In association with. In association with co production. In association. association with production from WGBH Boston. WGBH Boston co-produce every day. Uh, also, I, I, I just would like to mention, you know, WGBH Boston. Uh, known as PBS, the Public Broadcasting Service, for the support of uh, uh, so, I've been, I've been looking through WGBH a lot, so much. It means really a lot to me. Alright, I'm off. The Mika Show is also a production of PBS, the Public Broadcasting Service. <clears throat> and I heard that PBS sponsors every program 
funds like the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Yeah, I've heard of that. Also, a co-production of YouTube and and Google. Thanks for joining me on the Mika Show. We are here for your we are here for your objective news reporting. Goodbye. Thank you.